Hello and welcome to the Nurse and Midwife Support Podcast. Your health matters. I'm Mark Aiken, the podcast host for today. I'm the Stakeholder Engagement Manager with Nurse and Midwife Support, and I'm a registered nurse. Nurse and Midwife Support is the national support service for nurses, midwives and students. The service is anonymous, confidential and free, and you can call us anytime about any issue you need support for. 1-800-667-877 or contact us via the website nmsupport.org.au. My guests today are Zoe Yule, Nurse Planner, Osmed Education, and Ali Brown, Senior Clinician with Nurse and Midwife Support. Welcome and hello Zoe and Ali. Today, hi. <laughs> today we discuss kindness and why it is an important issue for nurses and midwives. So let's start with a definition. Kindness is defined as the quality of being friendly, generous and considerate. Affection, gentleness, warmth, concern and care are words that are associated with kindness. While kindness has a connotation of meaning someone is naive or weak, that is actually not the case. Being kind often requires courage and strength. I think it's a great definition. Zoe, would you please tell our listeners about your background and Osmed and what kindness means to you? Thanks, Mark. Well, um, firstly, you know, thanks for inviting me to be a guest on the Nurse Midwife Support podcast today. I think to me, kindness is very much connected to enablement and opportunities. Um, I came into this role um, as a nurse planner at Osmed, first running our event team and now our online education team through kindness and through enablement. Um, and this very woman sitting next to us, Ellie Brown, um, was the nurse unit manager in intensive care where I used to work uh, and enabled me hugely with the flexibility to combine working clinically in ICU a couple of days with working at Osmed. So for many years, I feel very privileged really to have combined both the clinical role uh, in intensive care and the non-clinical role here at Osmed, which I now um, only solely work at Osmed. But it was really through Ali's kindness and support and generosity that it allowed me to do both. Thanks Zoe. And our listeners, many of them will know about Osmed as an organisation. Would you give a bit of background about the organisation and what you provide? Sure, Mark. Um, well, it's not on our script of questions, but yeah, I should be very good at doing this um, off, off, um, off script. Um, essentially, we're a nursing education and or healthcare education and really a technology company. Sorry if our listeners hear a dog barking. We have a work dog, Ivy, who's uh, very much known as part of the team. Um, But we were started by a nurse, uh, Cynthia, in 1987, firstly as a publishing company. Um, Our first book was on uh, urinary incontinence. We went on to publish many textbooks um, that hopefully some of our listeners might see on their bookshelves or have come across in their years of experience. Moved on to running events, so conferences and seminars, which we now run about 250 
each year and uh, now obviously I'll as well make the online education but one of the big things was when um, it became mandatory in 2010 due to the national law um, changing and the state boards of nursing amalgamating to the um, federal board we um, obviously had the the formalization of CPD and with that came the need to document so we've always traditionally learnt as nurses and midwives and, um, and participated in further education, but the need to document, obviously, if you're audited and to just keep track and prove that you've um, engaged in CPD was a big trigger for us developing the app. And um, that's obviously really, really popular now and something that's just fantastic to be able to offer a free app for nurses and midwives to, to document their CPD. Um, and we've... I guess just continue to, to grow. I think I'll, I'll touch on it a little bit um, later in the podcast, but when you work with great people, when the company has great values, it's highly ethical, but it's also highly innovative. So there's a really great base of really strong values that I'm, I'm really proud to be a part of, but then we don't stand still. We're always moving and trying and doing new things. So it's a, a great company to be a part of, and I hope you know our listeners out there feel the same way and and get a lot of value from the various educational offerings that we have. Thanks, Zoe. I know many of our listeners do use Osmed, and in fact, I do. And I remember way back to the 80s when I used to order the education (laughs) resources um, from Osmed, and they'd arrive in the mail, and they'd be bound folders, and, uh, and I would look forward to reading them and having them inform my practice and my body of knowledge. Wonderful. So I go way back to the early days <laughs> of Osmed supporting my education as a nurse. So thanks for that. Ali, would you please tell our listeners about you and your working background and what kindness means to you? Thanks, Mark. Thanks for the invitation to talk to you today. And Zoe, it's a pleasure to be in the room with you both. Um, I've been a registered nurse for 37 years, I've tallied up now. Uh, I was an undergraduate in a pilot tertiary nursing program and I have a postgraduate certificate in critical care nursing. I've been a clinical nurse specialist, an associate nurse unit manager and a nurse unit manager. And through kindness as well, I am now a senior nurse with nurse and midwife support which I think is a fantastic role. And it goes to what Zoe was talking about, being um, pursuing education throughout your career, Um, gaining skills and also being innovative in how you send a message and how you promote self-care amongst nurses and midwives. Kindness to me means trying to see the world through others' eyes and striving to meet their needs. Thanks so much, Ali. Nurses and midwives are considered kind people. Of course, we care for other people and through caring comes kindness. Or caring could be driven by kindness. So we care for others and this requires a great element of kindness. But sometimes we actually struggle to be kind to ourselves. And I've reflected on this over many years. So today we're going to have a bit of a conversation about this. And so I am interested in why, if you think this is the case for some nurses and midwives, and if you do, why? 
I absolutely agree with you, Mark. And I think it actually comes down to the nature of nursing and midwifery changing. Um, I think we as nurses and midwives haven't changed as such as people, as professionals, but I think we're practicing in very different environments. I'm sure, Ali, 37 years ago, you would have worked in a very different environment to, to the environment that you work now. I think I read a, a book, I'm, sorry, I'll, I'll, we can put the link somewhere, but I've cut, the name escapes me. But it was a wonderful book about a, um, a I guess it was an intern or a grad, graduate year, um, perhaps it referred to as slightly different in the UK. And uh, the nurse that was in her first year just shared the most amazing, funny stories of camaraderie. You know, one was pushing, you know, the medical students down the hallway in linen skips at night and just sounded like it was so much fun and I'm not suggesting that it's not fun these days but you know you try getting away with something like that and it's a lot more difficult so I think um, I, th I think these days a lot of the focus is on tasks it's on ticking things off checklists it's filling out clinical pathways, it's meeting KPIs, it's achieving these really objective outcomes. And I mean, I'm all about data. I absolutely, we, we use it, we're guided by it. We, we um, you know, and I especially appreciate the way that data can uh, enable patient care to be improved. You know, we've made huge advances in research um, that really do talk to patient outcomes improving, but I think there's an unintended consequence of living in this data-driven, sort of almost obsessed world. Um, and that's that time with a person or time with a patient is a nurse or a midwife's absolute greatest asset and that's been commoditized. So time with a patient, our biggest asset, is now something that's measured, that's tracked, that's it's absolutely at times used against us you think of work hours you know this notion of time is traded um, and I think as a result our job satisfaction and having our core needs as nurses and midwives met and that camaraderie that I mentioned has been lost so I think I think sadly we end up frustrated um, we've given so much um, and we've got empty buckets with not much left to give to ourselves yeah, I think that's true, Zoe, and we certainly hear nurse and midwife support from nurses and midwives who are struggling with um, what they actually call the stress of the work that they're undertaking, and they're finding it very difficult for, to find the time or the capacity to fill their own, as you say, bucket, and as we say, nurse and midwife support cup or mug <laughs> because we um, have those nurse and midwife support mugs as um, our listeners will know and so we say fill your own mug first and then you'll be better at able being at being kind to yourself and other people and those you care for so Ali at nurse and midwife support we support being kind it's a really big value for us self-care is a big part of this what would you say to a caller who is struggling to find kindness in their life either you know they're having a tough time at work or they're just finding it hard to give something to themselves okay i i think that um grace and gratefulness are part of being kind to yourself start a journal 
Focus on what you're grateful for. Carve out time for yourself to do things that bring you joy. I do agree with you, Zoe, about the commodification of nurses' time and how things are measured and it's easy to lose track of the you know the small parts in nursing where you hold someone's hand mm. or you actually hear what they're saying um, but to to slow down and think about what you're grateful for and to actually write it down can give you back some time to mm. actually utilize in a really positive way for yourself I agree I think we almost it, it would be a magic skill to create time, but to appreciate, to value, and to, to be grateful for the time that we do have with our patients and to not be thinking about, I've got to go into bed three or bed four and then I've got to do this and then I've got meds due there, I've got that IV about to be there. You know, it, it's right here, right now, I'm with you. I'm engaged with you, I'm connected. And yes, I have all of those things that I need to do as such, those tasks, but using that time almost wisely if we can obviously requires self-care because we have to be centered in ourselves to be present in that moment to then be able to give in that moment and not feel like i've only got a tiny bit to give because i've got all of these other things to do instead it's a it's a really difficult thing to do but i think if we can master that perhaps we bring some of that um clearly that self-care but that gratitude and that satisfaction back into the, the practice yeah great point zoe thank you zoe and ali for those wise words zoe osmed has been providing education to nurses and midwives for many years as we uh, as you said at the beginning of the podcast since the um 80s a long time ago <laughs> over 30 years whenever i visit your office or communicate with the osmed staff I experience a strong sense of kindness. And indeed, Osmed are very kind to nurse and midwife support because you offering, offer us podcast editing support as just part of your goodwill to the profession. Now, you know, when that happened, uh, you know, it touched me profoundly because I thought it's really great that nurses and midwives are giving back to nurses and midwives and here you have a business that supports nurses and midwives education um, through technology and through evidence-based practice and you're you're continuing to be kind and give to every element of the profession so i think that's to be celebrated so thank you very much for that now what i'm really interested in also is that workplace culture didn't just happen. Osmed has put some strategy into that, some consideration, some planning. So can you talk about your workplace culture and how you developed kindness as a core value? Thanks, Mark. Well, it's, it's really lovely to hear, especially that there's nice, warm, fuzzy vibes that, um, that we're sending off. I think, um, you know, it absolutely reaffirmed that it, Osmed's committed to all nurses and midwives but you know we've discussed this it's sad that we need you guys that we need nurse midwife support um that that such an entity exists but it's such a privilege to be able to to support that um i think in terms of workplace culture that's a whole podcast in itself there's so much to unpack but 
I do believe it comes down to the leader of a workplace, um, to their values and to the flow on effect that that has on staff, on hiring practices and as you mentioned, the years that it takes to actually develop um, and nurture that culture. So I think um, Osmed CEO, Cynthia, um, she's highly ethical. She's very fair and incredibly enabling. And as I said, through my definition, um, connecting enablement and kindness obviously uh, makes her a kind person. So I think when you've enabled people, when they're working to their potential, um, when they're being supported and they have a sense that the work they do is important. We're not, you know, we're not developing something that's unethical. We're really proud to be able to develop education, to develop, you know, technology that supports nurses, supports midwives, supports other health professionals to improve the care that they're doing. So we know that whilst it can be hard to measure at times, there is a direct link between education and improving patient care and we know that what we do that what we what we do enables that care to be provided in a more holistic you know evidence-based um, way that supports that patient so I think when you put all those things together it's not a, a magic recipe um, and as I said it you know it takes a long time to develop but kindness is a is a product of all of those nice things coming together almost like beautiful cakes that Ali makes. She throws all these things into a bowl, into a mixer, and out comes this beautiful um, chocolate mud triple cream raspberry kind of cake. Um. It's a good point, Zoe, and our listeners may not know that Ali is um, the chief cake maker at <laughs> And as part of um, our professional development that we provide our team every month, each team member, each member of the team brings a cake that they either considerately make or very carefully choose to purchase um, because it's become a bit competitive now about uh, who provides the best and the um, most delicious cake. So it's a great act of kindness that I think the team really benefit mm. from. And we appreciate. So I think you hit on a really important point here when you talked about Cynthia, the CEO of Osmed, leading kindness in the organisation. And I think it's really important that leaders in organisations model and mirror kindness because then staff pick up on that. But it also creates a top-down culture that then is embraced and led by other members of the um, leadership and management team. And I believe that staff really connect with that and pick up on it. And of course, if you're kind to people, they will usually be kind back and kind to other people. So I think leadership here is very important. So thanks for that. Ali, you and I have known each other for many years. <laughs> Not quite as long as you've been nursing, but as long as I've been nursing, which um, I started at the Royal Melbourne Hospital in 1984 and met Ali, who was a staff nurse on my second rotation on a, a medical respiratory ward. And indeed, you became my first nursing mentor. And we've often reflected on that over the years and the importance of mentors to nurses and midwives and the value that we, we place on that. And then, of course, we became friends and we remain friends and we value each other's friendship. And I think one of those reasons is because you're a very kind person. 
Uh, did you consciously make this one of your core values? Or is that just part of who you are? It is one of my core values, Mark. Because kindness ripples outward. It enables caregivers to be kind to the people they care for. It makes systems and organisations smoother and more human focused. I think that people who care for give better care. And kindness is part of being cared for. It's also about being kind to yourself too. And they're connected. You can't give kindness if you're not being kind to yourself. Yeah, and we've talked a lot about that uh, already. So a nurse was ringing and wanting some self-care tips and you've, you know, you've talked about the um, gratitude journal and generosity um, towards self. What other tips might we give people around that self-care? I would say seeking mindful things. So, and that can be cooking, which you know I love to do. I love to bake and it's very precise and you have to be there when you're when you're making something, you have to be in that. Go to follow the recipe with a cake. You do. <laughs> <laughs> and I also think that um, crafting, knitting, crocheting, painting, drawing, you you need to be, you need to focus your mind and be right there. And that's sort of, that's kindness. That's being kind to yourself too. That's allowing your mind to be focused on something for a period of time that's not work and not stress yeah and um so it's i mean some people read or go to the movies or you know there's or play music or um learn an instrument learn a language all those things help you to be mindful and um um move the stress out of your mind and they're my number one um, point to, to move towards kindness to myself. And the other thing is exercise. So whatever it might be, whatever you choose and however you choose to move is fine. But it will definitely help you be kind to yourself and give you benefit. Thanks, Ali. And we've got some great self-care tips on our website. So if you're interested in learning more, check out the Nurse and Midwife Support website, nmsupport.org.au, and put in self-care to the search engine and you'll find some great tips. Zoe, you and Ali previously worked together, as did Ali and I, and I know you both speak about each other in very kind terms, because I've heard this, and I think that's lovely that we provide that feedback to people when they're kind to us. Zoe, what did Ali's kindness mean to you when you worked together, and do you have a story to share? <laughs> I have so many stories of Ali's kindness bucket loads um, but I think I could probably sum it up by focusing on two things firstly is that um, thousands of patients and their families have unquestionably received exceptional holistic care as a result of Ali's kindness I think both both personally by Ali and particularly as she spent many time um, working in a nurse unit management role by the staff that feel that just by having Ali 
as her numb that this is the only way to care. There's no other way. When Ellie's around, there is no other way to care than with kindness, with compassion and, and holistically. So these are the, the, the examples of this is that these patients haven't been rushed out of ICU. They've been advocated for. They've had their hair washed. They've been taken outside for fresh air. Nurses have gone downstairs and bought them coffee. It's these simple yet obviously kind, meaningful acts that have been brought to thousands and thousands of patients. Um, secondly, um, as I've touched on and, and, um, and yourself as well, Mark, Ali's kindness has enabled so many nurses and midwives to flourish. Um, she's absolutely supported them through thick and thin through tough times, after horrible shifts, in workplace conflict, when there's troubles at home, Ali's kindness has been a rock to so many people's lives. And I, I left, or when Ali kind of exited the clinical arena in ICU, I thought, what, what a loss that this incredible kind woman isn't able to have the impact that she's had in a clinical area. Um, what a loss. And yet the role that you've entered, I think it could not be more perfect for someone as kind and compassionate as you to, to take the, the kindness and enablement that you've given to patients um, and to your colleagues, of course, and to families, but to now put that solely into enabling, supporting and really caring for nurses and midwives what a treasure you know what an opportunity and aren't we lucky mark as a profession to have someone as kind and compassionate as ellie as i'm sure other colleagues that you work with on the end of the phone available to support 24 7 although you won't see ellie there at 4 a.m in the morning <laughs> <laughs> night shift days are over <laughs> put her on some nights mark <laughs> um, no it's just it it's it's really our advantage and it's our profession's advantage that um, you've been you know afforded this opportunity to work in this position because as I said I would never have thought that you would have found a way outside of being a, a nurse unit manager in ICU to um, provide such care and compassion and yet it's evident that what you're doing now is just as or perhaps even more um, critical to the profession. Thanks, Zoe, and I think it's really it's really important to provide that feedback to people that we're grateful for and to, and that we acknowledge the great work that our colleagues, other nurses and midwives do. So if you're out there and you want to give a shout out to a particular nurse or midwife and you've got a story to share, I'd love to hear from you. So email me at mark at nmsupport.org.au. Zoe, your resources and education packages at Osmed support nurses and midwives to learn and grow and create an evidence base for themselves that then informs their practice. Do you have any particular education packages that support the kindness movement? That is a tough one, Mark. Um, we've certainly got some some great lectures. Um, there's a really well-evaluated online course that we're literally just refreshed and updated that's going back online today on professional wellbeing. Um, of course, Nurse Midwife Support is a content partner of Osmed, so we've got links to all of your wonderful resources, um, Mark. But I think 
Probably our most popular resource um, is our Beating Burnout in Nursing and Beating Burnout in Midwifery Conference that we run all around Australia. Um, and I know I've, I've said this to you that it, it saddens me, like why we have nurse midwife support, it saddens me that we at Osmed, we've, we've got a diabetes course, we've got a wound course, we've got a medicines, documentation. Of course, they're always going to be needed um, as educational you know events for nurses but a beating burnout in nursing conference you know why do we need to have a conference or an event on that it saddens me but um, when I read the evaluations I've, I've been to events myself you know when they're running Port Douglas, Noosa, Dalesford, Yarra Valley you've got to go down and you know just check that they're all running smoothly oh, uh, occasionally <laughs> Love it. But the evaluations are just so heartwarming to hear that thanks to our brilliant presenters that absolutely, you know, talk to kindness and compassion. Um, you hear nurses and midwives coming away, having taken time out, feeling rejuvenated, um, connecting with, with themselves, connecting with, with each other, their colleagues. And it often, um, I sort of get goosebumps thinking about it, but the sense is that they have a restored faith in the profession as a result of literally just caring for themselves and what a profound impact they can then go on to have to the patients and the colleagues that they work with as a result of feeling restored in themselves. Yeah, I think that's really important, Zoe, and it's about, we talk in this new support, about building your own toolbox to support your health and well-being. And then you can draw from that toolbox when you need something to fill your own cup or to be kind to yourself or to provide yourself with self-care. So I think that's part of what you do through your seminars around beating burnout, a burnout that I know um, people really connect with. So thanks very much for that. Ali, for people listening to this podcast thinking, I'd actually like to infuse more kindness into my workplace and I could be the pebble that creates the ripple of kindness in that workplace. How do I go about it and what tips would you give them? Well, if I had my choice, I'd insert a Zoe you oh. into every, every workplace, but that's, that's impossible. That's very kind of you, Ellie. <laughs> well, I'm sure we're not at the robotics phase yet, but we're not far away. Cake? I'm sure it's possible in the future. Cake. Celebrate birthdays, mm. holidays, smile, make a conscious effort when you don't feel like it and smile. Laugh a lot, ask how you can help others. That's, you know, those are very simple things, but they're very profound in terms of kindness. Yeah, I agree. And I, I would add to that, be kind to yourself first. And as a nurse or midwife, that's actually not a selfish thing to do. That's a really important thing to do because if you're cared for and supported, you'll be actually much better at being kind to everybody else. So I think that's a key message here for everybody. So a question for both of you. How valuable is kindness in the workplace? We've kind of talked about this a lot. And how does that impact on you and the people that you work with? Like, how do you value it yourself? And how is it important for every workplace to take this on? I, I might just follow up on... I'll, I'll, I will answer you. I sound like a politician here. I will answer your question, Mark. But 
I would add to um, Ali's tips and suggest that everyone, if you're not aware of the concept, Google a trauma-informed approach to care. And it, it, again, that's a whole other podcast if you're interested in it. But essentially, if we think about, um, rather than reacting in a way say that there's been an unkind episode of course we can all think of that in the workplace someone you've had a um an incident or you've had a um experience with someone that you work with be it um another staff member a patient family member whoever and it's not it's not a kind interaction um our our response is to often think like what's wrong with you like do you have to get so, you know, we get inflamed quite quite reasonably and quite naturally. We sort of, you know, that expression of feel like our feathers have been ruffled. Um, but um, coming back to the concept of a trauma-informed approach to care, if in that situation we think not what's wrong with you, but what's happened to you, what's happened to you, last night, this morning, on the way to work, last year, whenever, what's happened to you in your life that I've experienced this interaction? And you might not have the answer. We often don't know what's happened. But if we reframe the way we react and try to react less and reflect more and think, I haven't done anything here or it's unlikely that I've done something here, something has potentially happened on the way to work whenever um, that this is the way you've responded to me then I think it doesn't necessarily excuse that behavior but it at least helps reframe the way we respond to it and I think um, that in itself is is kindness it might seem counterintuitive to be kind to someone that hasn't been kind to you and things like professional boundaries and not being taken advantage of and and standing up for yourself are of course important, but I think that that what's happened to you, rather than what's wrong with you, is is really profound. Um, and Can I just butt in for a moment as of well. Of course, Sally. <laughs> Clinical supervision is also an interesting um, adjunct to being kind to yourself and kinder to others, because it enables you to think and reflect on how what you do, what you say, and how you interact in a workplace, which is incredibly valuable. Absolutely. And that mark is perhaps not the quick fix or the quick solution to the question you ask, but it lays the foundations of a of a kind workplace. It starts with ourselves, but we need systems, we need structures, we need leadership, we need um, a whole raft of factors to line up almost like a jigsaw to create a kind workplace. But my gosh, when you have it, I think everyone that's listening um, can probably identify a team or a ward or a workplace that they worked in at some point in their career that you just think, oh, wasn't that great? Wasn't that a really great place to work? Um, we've, of course, got examples where we weren't feeling as positive about a workplace but if we think back to what made that time so great um, what was it that why did it feel like such a nice place to work and 
I think many of us would agree it came down to being surrounded by kind people and certainly reflecting on the time where I worked in, in intensive care with Ali, having an incredibly kind leader did, as you say, set that ripple effect of being kind to others. Yeah, I think they're very, very important points. I would also add to that, don't be afraid to um, create the space where you can actually have a private conversation with the person who you think may be struggling and ask them are they okay and ask them if they would like to have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee with you and you'll find that people will be incredibly grateful for that generosity and that support and often as you know it's about listening it's about listening to what's going on for that person and here's your opportunity to help help us spread the word because you can actually tell the person that nurse and midwife support is available 24 7 anonymous confidential and free anywhere in australia just pick up a phone or get on the internet and contact us at um, nmsupport.org.au or phone one 877 so thanks very much would you add anything to that Ali? No, I can't think of anything right now, but um, I think that ringing or emailing Nurse Midwife Support is a great positive step towards answering some questions, thinking about self-care, having someone suggest things to you about how you might navigate through a tricky period in your um, career. Uh, the team at Nurse Midwife Support are fantastic. They're, we're all different, but all great. And all nurses and midwives. Yeah. But I think that that's the um, beautiful thing about great teams is that they encourage diversity and they accept and celebrate the difference. Thank you very much. Sorry, do you have any advice for students or graduates who... They're just embarking on their career as nurses or midwives and um, they're doing clinical placement and, you know, the, the whole environment is foreign and unusual and frenetic and they often feel overwhelmed by it and they sometimes struggle to find kindness in that space mm. and I, I often hear they struggle to be kind to themselves mm. because they're their own worst critics. What advice do you have for them? Well, I would reiterate the trauma-informed approach. Um, I think that's a real key um, strategy, really. Um, but ring me, contact me at zoeandosmed.com.au and we'll start your career in a non-clinical nursing role instead. Um, and I, I, I wasn't going to share this. When she listens to this, she's going to fall off her chair. But we had a, a situation or a similar um, experience where a after giving a, a session a you know short talk at the university I went to ACU about this role that I have as a nurse planner it was called a day in the life of a nurse planner and I mean what the hell is a nurse planner you know no, really no nurse in Australia has often heard of the term and it's a nurse that works in the area of professional development that plans, implements and evaluates education. So I'm not a nurse educator, but I'm working behind the scenes to enable other nurse educators and other health professionals to then provide education anyway. I gave this talk and I had a nursing student always put up my email and say, if anyone has any questions or wants to chat further, contact me. 
and I had a, um, a nursing student email me saying that this talk was just, you know, overwhelming. It absolutely hit the nail on the head for her. She was having a really tough time as a third year nursing student on clinical placement, about to go through the whole grad application, which is a whole other, you know, as if there's not enough stress in your third year of nursing, being out on clinical placement, that you've got to think of your grad year and start applying. Anyway, the long and the short of it was that we caught up, I offered to mentor her through this kind of tough time in terms of getting her through the clinical placement, helping her with her CV and applying for grad years. Um, and that clinical pathway wasn't actually for her in the end, but she's now working at Osmed as a professional development associate. So using all of her nursing knowledge and experiences that she gained from almost three years of working in um, as a student nurse and um, in the bachelor and can now apply that love of and that she's incredibly kind wanting to support and enable people to improve their health improve their lives but not through direct patient care but through this other role so supporting the development of education so um, the long answer to the question is that if you are feeling stressed burnt out overwhelmed in in your third year or whatever year in nursing there's many, many other ways that nurses can make a difference. Um, the clinical area is not for everyone. We, we absolutely need incredible nurses to provide that care to patients in, in that direct clinical area. But you look at nurses all around the world, in businesses, in politics, in, in completely random areas that are making a difference. So. There's many other ways that you can contribute to improving people's health and through their lives if that direct clinical role just isn't for you. Thanks, Zoe. Such important advice. And indeed, we have a podcast on exactly this area, career transition support for nurses, midwives and students. So if you're interested in more information, you can either ring Zoe and <laughs> see if she's got a job uh, or you can phone nurse and midwife support and run your um, ideas um, through one of our phone support um, clinicians uh, or you can contact our website and um, share the information you're looking for and we'll send it to you. I can't believe we've come to the end of the podcast. So much to talk about in this important space of kindness. Today we've talked about nurse and midwife support. Kindness is a core value for nurses and midwives. The importance of kindness in relation to the work we do Tips for being kind to yourself and ensuring your kindness cup doesn't run dry. We've also shared some stories about kindness and outlined some of the kindness-related resources available from Osmed, thanks to Zoe, our nurse planner. Any final words of wisdom from you both? Ali. Well, Mark and Zoe, I think the phrase endless, unconditional, positive regard is a good one to keep in mind when faced with stressful situations. And the other thing I'd just like you to leave, leave you with is your kindness cup needs constant replenishment. You need to care for yourself to care for others. Indeed. Sorry? I agree. Well, funnily enough, we had to postpone the recording of this podcast because I was unwell. Um, at the very last minute, literally on the morning of, I had to text Mark and say, Mark, I'm unwell. Can we postpone? 
you can imagine our diaries trying to align everything is is fairly difficult but mark you showed me incredible kindness in the most simple way that would be what my message is to our listeners um when i said i'd be in touch to reschedule you said do not give us another thought until you are well again and what i thought was imagine if this was the response that any nurse unit manager any manager, anyone in HR or any hospital coordinator gave you if you called in sick. Do not give us another thought until you are well again. Thanks Zoe, that's really um, really lovely to hear that reflected back on a really important message I think to our listeners. So thank you very much for that. Well Zoe and Ali, you've been very kind guests today and I'm very <laughs> grateful. If you found this podcast useful, please share it with other nurses, midwives, graduates and students. It's important because your health matters. Be kind to yourself and each other and I'll speak to you next time. Thank you to Osmed for their generosity in making the editing of this podcast possible.